broke it. Hey, that works. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, welcome to our special little podcast here. And that special little podcast that <laughs> broadcasted ten sec- seconds of darkness. That's fantastic. Oh, hey, look, it's me again. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Cross Roads. Uh, it's been a second, and the reason for that is I was on vacation, and it was fantastic. Other than the, you know, brutal sunburn that I got, as long as the rest of my, the rest of my girlfriend's family and her, but it's neither here nor there. Um, fantastic to be back. Fantastic to be doing another podcast. Uh, this might be a little bit of a shorter one, but I think it's very relevant. Um, I spoke to our youth about it who were there on Wednesday, but it's good to be speaking about it on a Saturday, too, because it could still be applicable. Today I'm talking about dry seasons, those seasons of faith where it feels like nothing's happening. Um, I know for me, I've been in those seasons as of late. Um, it's odd. Sometimes I'll have like really like just God's pouring out and I'm seeing God work and sometimes like some days it feels like I can't hear God so it's odd but here's the thing God is always faithful even if we don't see him that that's beautiful God is faithful even if we don't see him he's still working even if we don't see him so beyond that I'm gonna pray and then hop to the new content Father God, we thank you for this time we get to spend and talk and just ponder your mysteries. But even though we may not have all the answers, Lord, we know you're doing more than we can understand. And Lord, we thank you that you're so much bigger than anything we could ever understand. And Lord, I pray for anyone who's having a dry season right now that the words that are spoken in this podcast speak to them. In Jesus' name, amen. So, when I was younger, I spent a lot of time out in Utah. Um, three reasons. One, my, fam- uh, my grandpa was out there. Two, I was a sponsored snowboard at the time, so that's why I did all my filming. And three, it's just really beautiful. Like, if you've never been to, like, Utah or the Rockies, check them out. It is humbling and beautiful and awesome and all these things. Um... In the summertime, uh, particularly in 2016, I did some hiking out in southern Utah, primarily Zion National Park. Um, I can confirm two things about that time. Um, It was really hot, and it was really dry, because it was in a desert. Um, I believe the day we hiked up probably the hardest hike up there, called Angel's Landing, it was about 105. Um, Now, primarily, I'm a winner type of guy but man if if you want like quick weight loss just to hike in the desert for a couple hours you will i swear i probably lost like five or six pounds of water weight just hiking for seven miles it was intense um for perspective here where we're located here in uh, southeastern michigan we receive an annual average precipitation of about 30 to 38 inches so that's pretty average um, southern Utah, however, receives 11 inches. Less than a foot of precipitation a year. It's dry. It's 
also a major reason why 95% of Utah's population lives in an 80 mile strip around Salt Lake City from Provo, Utah to Ogden, Utah. That's where 95% of the, percent of the population is. Once you get outside that, it's nothing. It's mountains and desert and desolation and the occasional gas station every couple hundred miles. It is barren outside of Salt Lake City. See, dryness is a sign that whatever is there is lacking. If we lack water as humans, we evidently die. Now, admittedly, here in America, we have a pretty easy time accessing clean water. Um, you know, we may be able to provide for that physical, like, that physical health, but at times we could be dry in every other aspect of our lives. Moments, days, weeks, months, months of nothing. We're not going forward. We're not going backwards. We're just stuck in the same spot. Like, we're not producing anything. We're not losing anything. It's just like life is just kind of going on. Like, you count down the minutes, the hours, the days, the months. You know, you don't feel closer to God, or maybe you start losing your faith in God. Um, church becomes more of a task than, an, than like, an opportunity to connect with them. Um, work becomes hassle as opposed to provision and providing. Um, living is just something you do as opposed to something you take and make the best of. Those are dry seasons, and even faith can become dry at times. Um, God's voice can become hard to hear, or maybe it feels like he is completely silent. I've been there. I've felt that recently to where um, it just felt like I was kind of going through the motions of, of my day. Like, like it almost became like ministry was just work as opposed to the calling that God's put in my life. Um, as a constant reminder I have to put in myself is that I have a calling in my life. This is Doing ministry is why I was born. This is me stepping into... I guess the game of faith. Um, you know, it's it, it's sometimes just hard to connect with God. Um, and I think that's a limit upon us, upon humanity, because we are only restricted by our senses. We only understand what we can touch, taste, smell, feel, hear. Um, you know, that, that, that's just a limitation of humanity. God's still working. It's just we're we're just limited in our own knowledge. Um, the great thing is this issue is not completely uncommon to mankind. Um, you look at the Israelites; they wavered in faith all the time. Uh, and the crazy thing is, they saw more of God than sometimes we do. Like they had trouble believing in the Book of Exodus when they were guided by a pillar of light by day and a pillar of salt by night. Oh, I got, the, I got that backwards, my bad. pillar of salt by day and a pillar of fire by night. And, some, and like nowadays, sometimes our lives can be more like the book of Ruth, where God's just not like evident. He still works, don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's not evident. God still works even if it's not evident. For thousands of years, man has been desperately clinging to the thought of something higher. I mean, 
look how many people use like God as like a as a derogatory term as a cuss word um not not realizing the power of those words but still calling upon the name of God I always find that very interesting you know how we say like oh gosh dang it or you could fill in what it actually <laughs> what people actually say um but they still call upon the name of the Lord. I find that very interesting. Um, within our humanity, we cannot firmly hold on to the reality of divinity. Again, we are just... We're limited by just being human. Um, I think our souls yearned for that connection with God, because God evidently made that within us, but we are just so limited in our sinful nature. Um, if you look at the book of Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel sees God's promised people, the Israelites, be defeated by their enemies. Uh, there was one area in particular known as the Valley of Dry Bones, where fallen Israelites had laid to the point that they were just merely bones lying on the ground. Uh, we'll pick up the story in chapter 37, verse 4. He then said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to the bone, these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and the tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. He then said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into, this, into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, they came to life, and stood up on their feet. A vast army. He then said to me, check this out. Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They, they say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Sometimes we can feel cut off from the things that God, are, God is doing. It's, it, it's, just, na it's just nature. We, we try figuring out things on our own, yet ultimately we never have the full answers. Sometimes we never have the full answers. We may get like little like pieces of it, but we can't put the puzzle directly together. That's where that's where God comes in. He he fills in those empty spa empty spaces. That's where he makes the ends meet. So continuing in verse 12, therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. This valley of death became a sign of life. That, that, that's, that's how our God works. He takes those dry bones that we have and brings them to life. 
I know for me, I have had moments where I have felt completely distant, um, where faith wavered. And God does something crazy. I remember specifically back in uh, 2012, just about about this time, school was about to end, super excited for summer vacation. Um, and then all of a sudden, my house was struck by lightning and it would evidently catch fire because that's kind of what happens when hot things touch flammable things is they catch fire. Um, I know at that moment, I didn't understand what was happening at the time. I, ha- I had a doubt in faith, thinking, God, why would you... I thought you loved me. Why would you allow for something this tragic to happen? Um, So as we're kind of figuring out where to live and where to go, um, my my grandpa's house was open. He had gone off to Utah and spent time in Utah, and then he evidently found a place out there. Um, So he gave us the house, and then we, you know, wrote it in our name, and come to find out we were paying the same exact rates for an actual house that we were for a trailer. Um, you know, God God was providing, you know, something beautiful and something so tragic. Um, sometimes we put ourselves into our own spiritual graves, whether we do it intentionally or accidentally. It's just a symptom of our humanity. We get so distracted sometimes, especially me, because I, I got ADHD. Um, some people have seen me, like, because I, I take medication, and I, I have no shame in sharing that. But I know if I, if I don't, and, like, <laughs> I'm trying to do something, I'll go in, like, 20 different directions. Like, you know, we, we, in our wandering, in our aimless wandering, as we're trying to find the right path, we sometimes stumble into our own spiritual graves. Um, and one of the biggest things we reach for in those moments is the, are the whys. Why am I going through this? Why hasn't God helped me? Why? They're all valid questions. Like, God's big enough to handle your tough questions. Let me, let, let me encourage you in that. God can handle your tough questions. Um, it's a question of if, are you willing to receive the answer that he has for you? Because sometimes it, it can make you a little uncomfortable. To be challenging. But I've seen it in my own life. I've seen evidence of it in my own life that stepping out in faith provides beautiful opportunities to grow closer to him and impact other people's lives. I worked at a summer camp back in 2018 and 2019. In 2018, I remember the first night I was there, I was so uncomfortable. I'm pretty sure I cried myself to sleep that night. I didn't understand why God called me into, into this moment. And then as the months kind of went on, because I worked there for three months over the summer, I started realizing what God had put in me, like the gifts and talents that God had put in me to impact young people. Um, I'm so proud I stuck stuck up the course. I, like, I stuck to it. Because without that, I don't know if I'm, I'm a youth pastor. I don't know if I'm even doing a podcast like this. You know, sometimes when you, 
when you ask God for help, sometimes you have to listen to the commands that he says. Sometimes you have to feel those uncomfortable feelings and know that ultimately it's God. It's for your own good. It's going to bring you into a, in, into a joy that cannot be surpassed. Um, so so what, why does God bring you the dry seasons? Um, I'm going to admit I don't have all the answers. Uh, I'm just a man. I'm just a dude. Um, I'm, still, I'm still young. I'm only 28 years old. I still have a whole lot of life to live. You know, I'm, I'm a simple man speaking of a completely infinite God. Um, what, can, what I can offer is some ideas on maybe why you find yourself in a dry season. Um, number one, we disobey God. It's the easiest way, is disobeying God. First Peter 2.11 says, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. You know, desire can become a trap. Um, it's where addiction comes from. We desire something, and we desire something so much that we keep going through a cycle to get back to that desire. Um, lust is like that. Um, using substances is like that. Um, a lot of things can turn into that. Now, maybe you've been missing the mark lately. Getting lost into pride, lust, or any other sin. Um, and I've been guilty of that. But earnestly coming back to the Lord, admitting that you were wrong, and then, here's the difference between forgiveness and repentance here. Turning away from that desire that takes you far away from God. Repentance involves turning away from sin. It, it, it takes identifying, wow, God, I, I am wrong in this aspect of my life. And I want to grow close to you, so I'm going to turn away from that. Um, man, when I was younger, I used to struggle with a lot of lust. Um, and I keep banging my head against the wall trying to figure out how to, how to fix it. And the answer was so, so simple. It's turning to God. It's in those moments of weakness, maybe opening up your Bible, listening to some worship songs, getting up and doing something. Like, exercise is such a beautiful thing. Um, I'm really going to do it a bit more because I've kind of, I've gained a few pounds from, uh, in my 20s. Uh, that could be natural or, you know, I could work on my diet too. <laughs> Um, but like finding methods to turn away from that sin, whether it be the self-talk of, I got to humble myself. I, I, I should really think about what I say. Um, I don't know what that looks like for you. You can insert whatever it is for whatever struggle you have, but turning away can take you out of that dry desert into in, in, into the, like the springs of God, in, into that, I guess, monsoon season of faith. Um, the second reason, kind of alluded to this, is spiritual dryness comes when pride creeps in. Pride is the sin that kills faith and trust in God. Pride creeped into the Garden of Eden, and it creeps into our lives today. When we go through life and we feel, you know, good about our state, 
of being. We can forget that the Lord, we can forget the Lord, my bad, and think that all we have is from our own strength and doing. I'm, I'm, I could be guilty of this, is I'm like, oh, I got this. I can do this. And then it's like, afterwards, you know, so, sometimes I'll, I'll try saying something and not like really be like connecting with the Lord beforehand. And I say something and it's like, oh my gosh, that was really stupid to say. Because you see, pride, pride seeks adoration and appreciation. It forgets that great and mighty things will be done by God's spirit, not by our own strength. I always, I always continually humble myself because ultimately I know that whatever ministry I go into, whether it be youth, whether it be this, whether it be doing creative stuff, audiovisual stuff, ultimately it's God's. He's just allowed me to, to steward them for a second. Um, it, it's ultimately the Lord's. Like, this podcast is the Lord's. I'm just a servant, uh, an imperfect servant, trying to serve a perfect God in the best way I can in my own humanity. Um, if, if you do struggle with, with, with pride, ask God to reveal areas where pride is crept in. God says that he gives grace to the humble and resists the proud. If you are feeling spiritually dry and it's pride, come before God and repent. And then ask him to renew a right spirit within you. Um, which transitions into my next point. Spiritual dryness comes from a lack of prayer and a lack of time spent in God's word. The Bible says that God's word is a lamp and a light. It reveals how we should live. It's a guideline to life. It may not have all the answers, may not have all the specific answers, but the more you read, you can apply every lesson taught in the Bible into your life in every aspect. We are often spiritually dry because we don't know what to do in each situation. We become so focused on other things or the difficulty of our situation that it takes away from prayer and time in God's word. Spiritual dryness is a red flag to cut out distractions and carve out time with God every day. You know, it's... In any relationship, you get what you put in. You reap what you sow. It's the same thing with faith. If you're not connecting with God, if you're not reading and studying scripture, you're not going to get a whole lot out of your faith. But when you do, when you when you cut out the distractions of life and earnestly pray and seek God's word out, he does fill you up. Now, it takes spiritual discipline and commitment, but that harvest, the, the fruits of that will be abundant in its due season. And that, that, that's the beauty of it. Because sometimes, spiritual dryness just means we are transitioning from one season to another. You know, in, in 1 Kings 17, we read that the prophet of Elijah was being fed by God using ravines in the brook of Kareth in its own water. Later we read that he went to the widow of Zephyrath. I probably said that all wrong. You can roast me in the comments. It's okay. But they would feed him with bread using her last supply of flour and oil. Now what happened between that 
time between that stay in the brook and meeting with this widow. The brook dried up. We see this in 1 Kings 17, 7-9. After some time, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. The word of the Lord came to him, saying, Rise, go to Zephyrath, who belongs to Sidon, and live there. I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Some dry seasons happen because we need to move from one point to another in our walk with God. Um, there are times where we feel like we're not growing. And even after giving more time to serve in the church or going to Bible studies, we still find ourselves longing for something more. You know, I, I, went, I actively went to another church before I came to the Life Church here. Um, and it, don't get me wrong, like, the church I went to was a fantastic church. I've seen it grow over the years. Um, I occasionally check in. Sometimes we partner with their young adults group. Um, you know, it's, it's fantastic. Um, still have a bunch of connections and partnerships with a lot of the staff there. Um, I really appreciate them. But I knew back then I was in a season where I needed something new to grow in my faith. It's almost like I plateaued in faith. You know, because, you know, we, we all want to think our faith is just going to go like this in an upward trajectory. But sometimes it kind of dips and goes, and sometimes we just kind of reach this plateau in our faith to where we're not really growing. Like, we're, we're being faithful, but we're not really growing. And God wants us to grow. God wants us to grow. You know, when, when this happens, uh, I know in my situation... I know I needed something different. You know, I wished everyone well, and then I went off to find another church, and then evidently became this small little church here in Warren, Michigan. And uh, I've been coming ever since, and am now on staff here. Um, God knew I needed to grow into that, but I wasn't going to in that place. Um, sometimes God's going to call you out of places that feel comfortable. And don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of that. I know I mentioned it beforehand, but I feel like I'll mention it again. Don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. Because God's going to guide you. And obviously, discern. Discern the Spirit. Um, because sometimes you might be leaving places that don't aren't the greatest. But, uh, you know, God made you with intelligence, so use that intelligence that God's put you within you. Maybe we should maybe we should try to consider that we should be doing something else or going somewhere else. Like Elijah, maybe God is calling us to move forward into a new thing. Like a deeper understanding of who he is in our lives. Well, you mentioned deeper. Like, you can only experience so much in the shallow end of a pool. But once you actually start stepping out into those deeper waters, and the water starts reading your chest, and then your neck, and then like your chin... And it starts right here, right below your mouth. That's where you take the faith to dive in deeper. And then you get to experience a lot more. You can't just stay in the shallow end of God's pool. You need to be willing to dive deeper. And that's my challenge to you. What area in your walk with God do you need to dive deeper within? Or if you don't know God, what's holding you back from trying it out? What's holding you back from trying it out? Because ultimately, and I, I know for me, I, I didn't grow up with faith. 
when I actually took the time to actually figure out what God was and who and who he said he was, that's where I found him. But it, it takes putting into work to get there. Um, and if you want to go n- know God in a deeper way, it's the same thing. It's letting go of what you may think you understand and actually diving deeper in faith. Um, that's all I got. It's a bit of a shorter episode, but I still think it's applicable. I know I know. in writing this, I know I've needed it. Um, it's challenged me, and I hope it challenges you too. Uh, I'm going to pray and then call it a day and wish you well as well. Father God, I, I pray for the listener or the viewer that right now you would just speak to them the same way you speak to me, that you are not distant, that even if we feel you're distant, you are just drawing closer and closer. And that, Lord, help us to perfect our faith, that even though we may not get there, that, Lord, we get as close as we can on the side of heaven. And that, Lord, our faith would carry us just into your presence, into your love, and that love would just dwell within us. That, Lord, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And may the Holy Spirit just speak to the listener, to the viewer, and to me as well. I pray for the words that I don't have right now. That, Lord, you, you, you know what each and every person needs. You know what I need. So, Lord, just speak your will into our lives. Speak your love into our lives. Speak just refreshment and newness in our faiths. Pray all this and more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So that was a bit more of a chiller episode. Um, Obviously, you just had me here. Um, Thank you for watching or listening. Um, If you do like this and you're getting something out of it, make sure to like and share it with your friends, whether it be on Facebook or YouTube or Spotify or wherever you may absorb this content. Um, I'm very humbled by a lot of the reactions we've been getting, a lot of the views we've been getting. Um, It blows my mind. Um, I know I've made little reels on this, and one of them got up to over 3,000 views. That blows my mind. I expected this to not be anything bigger than maybe, like, 70 or 80 views. Um, You know, God's doing something through this podcast, and I hope by you, by watching this or listening to this, are grow, are are growing closer to God too, because I know it's it, it it's brought some challenging things. Um, I know it's addressed some of the things that I've had to kind of work through and struggle through. Um, but I, I am hoping you're getting something out of this that it's pro- providing for something really beautiful in your lives, because I know it's provided something very beautiful for me, and that's the ability to converse about God, which I I can't help but do. (laughs) Um, With that, I'm going to uh, say this is an episode and uh, wish you well. So, good day, good night, good evening, good morning, uh, good whatever happens, whatever part of the day it is when you're watching this or listening to this. I don't know. I'm just kind of filling space again because I don't know how to... uh, how to end the stream from up on the stage because I can't clone myself. All right. See you guys.